Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I want to welcome you again, and I actually invite you to go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews to rate and review today's podcast, because we have two. Yes, that's two amazing guests. It's a first, but it's exciting because they're two amazing ladies in healthcare doing outstanding things. And I want to introduce them and then open up the mic for them to give a little more details of whatever I've missed. But first, I want to introduce Dr. Joy Bosai. She's the Chief Executive Officer and Founder at Chatter Health. We'll be diving in a little bit more about what they do. But Joy is, is inspired by innovations that address gaps in access to high-quality care. She's an alumni of Pomona College, a previous Fulbright Scholar, and a recipient of a Master's in Public Health from Yale, focusing on global health and management. She is deep into this business, ladies and gentlemen, and also at the front line with her PhD. She worked with Health 2.0, directing the Matchpoint program, which paired large industry leaders with health tech startups. You all know uh, Matthew Holt. He was on our show. She worked a long time with him, and now she's dedicated to applying innovations to ensure quality care for patients. And we also have Sam Sim. She is the product manager there at Chatter Health. Sam's passionate about applying innovations, improving access as well, and she's really passionate about doing this, and her BS in in human psychology from Boston University allows her to do it in such a way that helps make the products at Chatter really intuitive with the user experience. And so, without further ado, I want to welcome both of these wonderful young ladies and uh, open up the mic. Anything that I missed that you guys want to fill in? Well, thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to um, share some insights in the industry with you and be part of this effort. The other thing I'd li- I would just like to add, just minor detail, is that I went to medical school, so I'm a physician by training, and I'm really excited about integrating uh, public health innovations into the practice of medicine. Outstanding. Yeah, and for me, um, I'm really glad to see you again, Saul. We met at the Health 2.0 conference, yes. so like you were saying, we had a fun time there. So I'm excited to share more about what we do at our company and also maybe see if anyone else had any um, ways of thinking that they could share with us. It's just, you know, it's a good learning experience, I think. Absolutely, Sam and Joy. Thanks for filling in the gaps there and uh, definitely missed that major detail. Joy is a physician and, and her experiences with Chatter Health as a frontline physician help in a big way. And so one of the things that I love to ask all of our guests is what got you into healthcare to begin with? So I'll direct that question to both of you. So my parents actually owned a nursing home for adults with disabilities. So I grew up in actually starting off, we didn't have a lot of money. So we lived in their first nursing home before everything grew. So I was really exposed to taking care of patients from an early age. And I think that has always been at the forefront of my mind. But what has gotten more interesting later on in life is the intersection between all the social factors that go into taking care of a patient, which I find really interesting. So I think that's why it's 
a really exciting field to be in. Super interesting. Thank you, Joy and Sam. Yeah, and for me, I'm not quite, I wouldn't say I'm quite into the medical sector. I did actually recently graduate in May, so I have a very fresh perspective on many things. Thank you. Thank you. It's a fun, exciting time. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think really what got me into the medical sector, specifically health tech, I would say, um, is that I was actually um, in school studying a lot of really deeply scientific stuff, so really hard sciences, so biology, chemistry, and physics. And I think I started to miss a lot of the human perspective of things. So we learned a lot of like how diseases come along and how to treat them, like just very basically since I was, that was so undergrad. And then a lot of just nitty gritty stuff and I missed just the human touch and things. So I was really interested in public health and then I started learning about health tech and all of the cool things that I didn't even know could be done these days with technology. And that's when I really started to learn a lot more about the intersection of healthcare and technology. And I'm still learning right now. So it's an exciting time, I think. That's for sure. And and I think everybody, no matter how long you've been in healthcare, is always learning. And and Sam, you've got the awesome leadership of Joy. And, you know, you get to kind of combine your your new perspectives with her experience. And and it's exciting what you guys are are creating right now. What would you say, and I'll leave this question for Joy, what would you say, Joy, should be a hot topic on every medical leader's agenda today? Oh, (laughs) that's such a big question. I mean, I feel like there's so many things to work on, but the thing that we're most passionate about, and I'm always thinking about no matter what kind of patient I'm taking care of, is how to keep them safe. So quality improvement and patient safety, I think, is going to be a huge growing topic as the years progress, especially um, now the way the healthcare reimbursement and everything is structured. So how do you improve outcomes for patients and how do you make sure the process is safe and effective? I think that's going to be at the forefront of a lot of hospital leader and health system leadership agenda for the years to come. And what type of approach is Chatter Health taking as far as patient safety uh, that's unique and that's improving outcomes, would you say? Yeah, so we specifically work on patient safety modules, checklists, and various tools to improve communication between not just providers, but with their care teams, so nursing, technicians, anyone who really touches the patient during uh, medical procedures. So we have a variety of tools, but our main one is a use of patient safety modules or dynamic checklists that are used in the operating room. So to make sure that everything from room setup to the procedure itself, the surgery, to when the patient comes out in recovery is effectively managed and making sure that no steps are forgotten or left behind. For sure. And in an area like the operating room, when you have typically changing shifts and turnover, I definitely see the importance of that. And Sam, I don't know, what type of thoughts have you guys been putting into uh, the development of of these products as it relates to the core issues that we face in the OR? Yeah, so I think coming into Chatter Health and also learning more about what technology is out there for healthcare, uh, I think I've noticed that there's not, I mean, there's some effort, but not as much um, focusing on patient safety and quality of care. And it's not often talked about, which is a shame because in some of the recent studies that 
have been shown. There's a Hopkins study as recent as 2016 that shows that preventable medical error is actually the third leading cause of death in the U.S. So we have got big, just really big statistics like that, that we seem to be ignoring. So I think it's really important work that we're doing. And just one of our main products that Joy was talking about, so the medical checklist for the surgical rooms, I think that in itself is a very innovative product. I think when I first learned about it, I thought it was really cool because it was something that's really seemingly simple, yet really makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. I think even with physicians and nurses who have come by our booth at the conference and looked at the demo of our app, they even said so. They're like, it's seemingly such a simple idea, but it's really important because you know, the human mind is fallible and so are physicians. So just having a reminder of these vital steps is never, never a bad thing. So it's always helpful. Absolutely. And I, we had a guest recently, he was mentioning that the innovation in healthcare is actually implementation. And so when you have a, a technology as simple as the one that Chatter Health provides in the OR, the simplicity is what enables that implementation, right? And so I think it's uh, pretty awesome that you guys were able to make it so simple. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there was a lot of thought that went into the product. So how do we make something appear simple, but on the back end have lots of powerful data analysis and sort of learning that the user doesn't necessarily have to experience, but there's somebody watching and the system in place to make sure that all the steps are made. I think it's been great, but I 100% agree that implementation is key <laughs> in healthcare and the adoption because oftentimes I've seen, especially after working with Health 2.0, I used to match startups with industry leaders, you know, like the big pharma companies or Walgreens or what have you. And you see a lot of neat things come by, but in the end, the implementation and adoption, just the piece is missing sometimes. So I think it's truly important to make sure that your product is usable in a very busy setting, such as a hospital. Yeah, and I had a chance to, uh, well, Sam, you walked me through the product and I saw how easy it was to just kind of look through the list and input things, output things, make, I mean, it was just uh, pretty slick. So now all things haven't been this smooth, right? It, at one point or another, you guys have had some hiccups, some setbacks. Joy or, or Sam, either one of you, can you share a setback that you had as a company and what you took from that? What pearls? Yeah, absolutely. So when we started out, it was back in 2012, so mm -hmm. five, six years ago almost. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's you guys so are veterans quick. in the startup world. <laughs> I guess. So back then, I, the very first lesson I learned, you know, I started this when I was a medical student, was the lesson that your customer is not always your end user in the health tech industry. So whoever buys the product, whether it be a hospital system or an insurance company or what have you, they may have different motivations than your end user. For instance, you know, one of our first customers was a big large health system and they essentially 
you know, the risk management folks and the leadership were super excited about getting this implemented because there had been a few adverse events that had occurred. But then when we tried to first implement our tool in the operating room, the doctors didn't want to use it. The nurses didn't see why we needed to use it and, and things like that. And so I think that was a wake-up call for us, you know, and a very good first lesson that your customer is not always your end the end user. So what we've learned from that is to ensure that you get team buy-in from the user. So we asked the anesthesiologist, we asked the nurses, what would you want to see on the screen? How would we better integrate this into your workflow? And after we did that, after a few version edits, adoption had increased dramatically and people actually, we had some nurse anesthetists who don't even want to start a case without it. So it, it was a very good lesson for us to learn in the beginning. That's a great one to share. And I think one that it's like a, a lot of entrepreneurs in healthcare run into is even recently, I had a friend that started a company to make EMR easier. And he just kept banging his head against the wall because the physicians were the users, but the people that actually paid for it was the hospital system. And just how do you bridge that gap? Right. You know, and it's just a, a all right. too common mistake appreciate you bringing that up, Joy. So you get this, these list of things that the clinicians want. You create team pull to make those voices stronger. And then you give the list to Sam so she could code them all, right? We have a coder. Sam, I don't even think you code. <laughs> I'm oh, learning. Oh I'm learning. <laughs> you got busted, Sam. She codes. She codes. <laughs> This is really interesting. And so from a product development standpoint, Sam, the coding's done. Do you get back in there and you spend some time in the OR with these clinicians getting feedback on what they think? Yeah. So I actually worked a lot with implementation. And I think when you were talking about how implementation really is the challenge in health tech these days, I just could not agree more. Because I think if we have a great idea and we have great intention behind it, that's great. But then implementation of the product and just working with the users who are using it is a whole challenge in itself. So like Joy said, um, we did a run into, we, I feel like a lot of companies run into issues when they're trying to launch their product or trying to um, just implement it into big or small health systems. And I think a lot of it really was just sitting down and communicating with um, the physicians, the nurses, and the health leadership, the health systems and to see that they're all on the same page. And rather than forcing this new product on them, just to make sure that we're integrating it into their workflow so that it will be something that's useful to them rather than just another chore that they have to go through. So yeah. that was that was a really important lesson, I think. Yeah, for sure. Joy, would you add anything to that as well? No, I, I 100% agree. I think that the beauty and challenge of working in health tech is implementation. I mean, I think intentions only get you so far, <laughs> but I think it's the implementation and the results that you see in the end that matter the most. So. Awesome. Yeah, totally agree with that. Sam, tell us a little bit about an exciting project or focus that you guys are working on. Yeah, so um, one of the exciting projects that um, have been ongoing that we're still working on is we're trying to implement our products internationally. So actually at the conference, I spoke to a few, well, actually I spoke to lots of interesting people who came by, especially during happy hour when they had a glass of wine in hand. Lots That's of when they all come out. 
with their new ideas and their words of advice. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but actually, I met someone there who told me, and he was like, oh, you know, your product's really great. And it'd do really great in the US, but I think like it'd do even better if you implement it internationally, especially in countries where patient safety is a big issue or where they have a really large volume of patients um, and quality doesn't just keep up with quantity of care that they have. So I'll let Joy talk a little bit more about some projects we have coming up. Very cool. Sure. Yeah. So we're implementing some of our tools in India, actually. And the focus of that is to help cardiac care teams, especially during cardiac surgery, safely do procedures. So the group of doctors that we work with are absolutely amazing. Their nursing staff is totally competent, but they have just such high volume where mm-hmm. they have, you know, their volume is four or five fold of what you would normally see in a hospital here. And so their throughput is just phenomenal. And what happens is that no matter how competent of a practitioner you are, you are pulled in many directions all at one time. So they've been using our tools to help make sure that all the steps are done for their patient. Um, not that they don't know the steps, but just to ensure that everything, you know, all your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted. And that's been really great to help them to sort of assist them in doing their best job. So they're already doing a great job. We're just there for support. The other thing that I see that has been really helpful, and I thought about this when I, so I used to do a lot of global health work abroad and we've worked in Tanzania. I remember one of the field days we had been out at a community clinic and it was Uh, pointed out to me that a lot of people who are not formally medically trained are doing very small procedures, straightforward standard procedures, simply because the resources are not there. And so one of the things that we are really looking forward to is how can we apply these tools that help folks in resource-poor settings and making sure that at their very best, they're following society guidelines and standard procedures, things like that. So how do we make sure that there's good and safe care for people in resource-poor settings, which I think is really exciting. Um, it's something that I think we'll be working on a bit more in the future. That is very exciting. So when did you guys start the international work? Last year. Awesome. uh, Well, I guess it's January, so I guess the year before. (laughs) But um, I'm still writing down 2017. Are you? Yeah, I know. I'm still not there yet. We still we still got maybe another week or two before it actually registered, right? (laughs) Right. Just about a year. But it's really been something of a priority of mine and what I really wanted to do is focus on getting the modules, you know, in tip top shape before we try to introduce them abroad. And I think that, you know, this is a good time for us now. So wow. really excited to see where that goes. That is super exciting. And especially when you could take best practices like the ones you've developed, your whole team has developed and just take them abroad where there's resource poor environments with super talented people that are being overly burdened with the flow of patients. It just sounds like you guys are going to make such an incredible impact. So that is awesome. Good for you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And so this is the part of the podcast. We're close to the end. Flies when you're having fun. This has been a lot of fun just hanging out (laughs) with both of you. And so let's pretend we're building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine. It's the 101 or the ABCs of 
Dr. Joy and Sam. And so we're going to go through four questions, lightning round style. And so since there's two of you, we're going to go back and forth. Okay. You'll take Sam, you take okay. one, Joy, take one. Right. And right. so you each get two and then we're going to recommend your books on this syllabus. So you guys get to cheat. You get two, one book each. Okay. okay. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So why don't we kick it off with Joy? What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I think understanding process and workflow and making sure that integrates with your users and how they'll experience the product. Sam, what's the biggest mistake or obstacle to avoid? Making sure that your product is useful and can be practically implemented versus something that's really cool and nifty but not quite useful. Joy, how do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Ah, show results. So... Ensure that you have ongoing improvement in your product and showing that you're making an impact. I think if you do that, you always remain relevant. Love it. Sam, what's the one area of focus that should drive everything else in any organization? Patient safety for us and making sure that that's a priority. So patient safety and quality care. Awesome. All right. What book would you all recommend? Sam, go with yours and then Joy, go for it. All right. I have a very relevant one. So if you guys have not read it, it's <laughs> The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. It's an amazing oh. book and it's really cool because I don't think you'll ever understand how cool checklists are until you read that book and you won't even know it until you read it. So All right. read that book. <laughs> a great recommendation. I love it. Joy? My, mine is, my all-time favorite has been The Giving Tree. I just love the story. It's been a childhood uh, favorite book of mine. So I just love the way that it ends. That is wonderful. Well, Outcomes Rocket listeners, there you have it. An amazing agenda by two very talented ladies in healthcare. Go to outcomesrocket.health slash chatter. That's C-H-A-T-R outcomesrocket.health slash chatter. And you'll get all of our show notes as well as the syllabus that we created for you and the links to the books as well as the profiles for Sam and Joy. Before we conclude, I'd love to just hear a closing thought from both you, Sam and Joy, and then just share the best place to get a hold of you. Thanks so much for inviting us. We had so much fun. I hope this wasn't too chaotic. I know it's your first <laughs> no, it <was> awesome. two-person <laughs> interview, so it was a lot of talking going on. But it was an honor, and I hope that a lot of people learned at least a little bit about what we're doing and just the importance of patient safety and the important work that we're doing. Yes, thank you so much for having us here. We're really excited, and it's great to see that your community is growing and you're building upon a great cause. So thanks. So I guess my closing thought would be I really hope that this puts patient safety on the health community's radar, even make it even more present. Like Sam said before, it is the third leading cause of death, and it is over half the time preventable according to the CDC. So I hope that there are more folks out there willing and excited to work on it. And we'd love to hear from you if you ever want to collaborate on anything. And so to get a hold of us, you can email us at info at chatterhealth.com. That's spelled C-H-A-T-R health.com. And my email, direct email is joy at chatterhealth.com. 
Outstanding. And Sam, is your Sam at ChatterHealth.com? It's Samantha at oh, ChatterHealth.com. Oh, okay. Oh, the full name. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Samantha. Yeah. So, okay. Samantha and Joy, <laughs> this has been so much fun. Listeners, again, just go to Occam'sRocket.Health slash Chatter, C-H-A-T-R. If anything today resonated with you, reach out. They've invited you to collaborate. And so that's how we do things here on the Occam's Rocket. We break down silos get these amazing folks to talk about what they're doing. So I just want to say thank you once again, Sam and Joy, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.